I mean, would you would you want to sail on a cruise ship that no. uh, didn't have a vaccination requirement? You didn't even have to finish that statement because the, <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. Hey, DCL Duo fans, just wanted to preface this episode with a quick note. It is a rebroadcast of a live show we did on Monday evening around Disney Cruise Line news and events and answering some listener questions with our fabulous guest co-host, Adrian, who we like to have on monthly to talk Disney news. Because it's a rebroadcast of a live show, you should expect minimal editing of the audio, so you'll hear some audio artifacts and other things that we might otherwise edit out of our main shows. But for the sake of getting this show out to you quickly and preserving the live nature of the format, just expect a little bit different audio experience than you might normally get. So with that, on to our episode. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's bonus edition live of the DCL Duo podcast. We are back live this week. And so it's been a little sporadic getting these live episodes put together, but uh, we're hoping to do them more often. So we start by bringing back in my lovely co-host and wife, Sam. Hey, Sam, how you doing? Good. Hey. Hey. And so now that we're here together, together, we have a few thank yous to do. And the first thank you we have to give is to our sponsor over Touring Plans Travel. We use Touring Plans Travel to book our family's own fabulous DCL vacations and have a fabulous uh, travel agent over there, a travel specialist over there that we use. And so I want to thank them for sponsoring our show. And if you are looking for someone to book some travel with, whether it's on Disney or not, you can head over to touringplans.com slash travel. Let them know we referred you over from the DCL Duo to help support the show. And we think you'll have a fabulous experience with them. Absolutely. And they have great uh, planning tools uh, for planning out what rides to go on. They have a great reservation finder. All of that is included if you sign up for touring plans. So it's a great, great resource with a a bunch of different tools to use for uh, Disney parks vacations and Disney cruise vacations. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, We also have some other thank yous to do because some of you are kind enough to contribute monthly to help support our show. And those are our Patreons. And so I want to take a quick moment on a live episode to thank all of the Patreons who are out there, including uh, some new Patreons. So at our animators palettes here, we got to thank Jim and Deb Mason, uh, Steve uh, Elsis and Steve Creasy from the DCL podcast. So thanks guys for being contributors of the animator animator palettes at the coveted Palo dinner tier. We have Chris Braga, our friend Chris, and uh, Jennifer Swart, who's been on the show before. So thank you, Chris and Jen. Thank you, guys. Uh, at our Remy Brunch tier, we Fancy. have Jessica Jessica Fell. So thank you, Jessica, who's also been on the show. Thanks, Jessica. And, and at our top tier, at our Remy dinner tier, that special coveted Remy dinner tier, we have to thank Jeffrey Federson. So thanks, Jeff, for uh, for being a supporter of the show. We have no one at the Palo thank Brunch you, tier. Jeff. Yeah, I know. No Palo at- Brunch is the best. How is there nobody yeah, I, at Palo Brunch? I put, them in the, I put them in the wrong order. Palo Brunch should have been the top tier. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, with all the thank yous out of the way, we have one more person to thank, and that is our fabulous recurring news and commentary co-host, and that's Adrian. So welcome, Hi. Adrian. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Adrian. Always fun. We love having Adrian on. For sure. We've got a bevy of news. It's been a month since we all came together. So we've got a bevy of news to talk about this evening and some listener questions we want to answer. And uh, I did want to say, if you are out there and you want to send us some questions, 
we will be sure to answer them on the show this evening. So uh, send us questions in the chat. And uh, if you're in the chat on Facebook, make sure you give StreamYard permission uh, to uh, to uh, access your information so that we can see who you are as we interact with you. So with that, let's dive into some of our news and commentary for the month, I suppose. So we're going to start with a little bit of parks news. Uh, Sam, what's going, what's going on in the parks these days? Okay, well, I want to talk about Disneyland Park or Disneyland Resort, I should say, because Disneyland is personally my favorite of the two. And uh, so Disneyland on June 15th will be reopening to non-California residents. So Brian and I and our son are taking a trip over there real soon. Um, They still have a a ton of COVID precautions in place. They have not announced the lifting of those other restrictions like face masks and social distancing and stuff like that at Disneyland resort, although uh, we'll talk in a second about what's going on at Disney World. So uh, Disneyland Hotel doesn't reopen until July 2nd, uh, even though out-of-state residents can go uh, in just a couple of weeks, or just one week, actually. And then the Paradise Pier Hotel actually opens on June 15th, the same day that out-of-state residents can go to Disneyland. Grand Californian's been open for a while now. And so, um, yeah, that's what's going on at Disneyland. Oh, but let's not forget Avengers Campus just opened. I was going to say, you buried the lead. Avengers Campus opened this week. (laughs) Avengers Campus just opened a couple days ago. The new Spider-Man ride is using a similar um, reservation system as we saw for Rise of the Resistance, except you have two chances to make a reservation, one at 7 a.m. and one at noon. And if you you have to be at Disney's California Adventure to do the 7 a.m. Uh, to get a 7 a.m. boarding pass, which is a morning boarding pass. Wow. But you have you don't have to be at California Adventure to get a noon boarding pass or afternoon boarding pass, so long as you have a park hopper ticket. So those are the requirements. Uh, it's all done through the app, just like Rise of the Resistance, and it's done in the exact same way as as Rise of the Resistance did. So that's what's going on at Disneyland. Nice, nice. Uh, Adrian, you excited to make it over to Disneyland, check out uh, Avengers Campus? I want to go so badly. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, probably September, I'll take a, a go out to California and take my grand niece for the first time to Disneyland. So, oh, fun. three. So, I get to start all over again and see it through that view lens and then i'll just have to make sure my niece goes so i can pawn her off on her mom so i can go to the <laughs> campus yes um, absolutely yeah, I, I i'm so glad that it's opening to outside residents and i'm thrilled that you guys are gonna go you have such a good time yeah. totally yes. I'm gonna try, I've, I've heard some disappointment with the new web slingers ride although i've also heard some people say everyone's what? hating on a ride they actually haven't ridden yet uh but i i am actually what i'm most interested and excited by is the fact that all of the dining in the land is uh like pre-order quick service right now so it's not it's a lot of the disneyland dining reservations are taken up and so it'll be nice to have an option that's uh, that's new and also isn't necessarily one that you have to have a reservation for. So with that, hey, let's fly over to the uh, the East Coast. Adrian, you wanted to share some news this evening coming out of Disney World. And so what's going on in Disney World? OK, so Disney World is in the usual quandary of what to do with masks. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Universal has lifted their mask mandate. Social distance. Every, it doesn't exist. COVID doesn't exist at Universal right now. <laughs> so, um, but Disney World is still maintaining that they're going to keep masks on rides. I know it's been very big stretch. They had said with employees, they said they're having a rough time with that, actually, mm-hmm. um, because people are not thrilled with it. They're just not happy. But yeah. um, I think they're I think they're going to lift the mask mandate soon. I really do. I think that, you know, they were getting rid of the washing stations. They lifted the temperatures. I think little by little, it's just going to fade away, especially in the heat of the summer. They're going to say, mm-hmm. you know what? Fine, let's just do it. Universal did it. Let's see. Yeah. And there's reports coming out of uh, Walt Disney World that they're removing some of the social distancing signage, although yeah. they have not yet completely, you know, changed the social distancing rules. And so the lines are still, the, you know, the, the ride queues are still with social distancing in place, but we may see that change or lessen, I think, in the in the coming month or two. I think you're right, Adrian. Summertime is real hot and humid in Florida. And people don't want to wear masks. They've, I think, already eliminated um, for cast members who don't have any contact with guests and are outside that they don't have to wear masks. Um, But, you know, that's only for like maybe custodial or, you know, people who organically don't really uh, come into a lot of contact with uh, the guests. But I think the controversial problem with lifting with masks is not the people that are have the vaccines, right? Because that's what we're we're all talking about. It's the fact that two-year-olds can't get the vaccine, three, four, right. five, up, to, up to 12. So you're really in a juggle on which way you should go with it. Mm-hmm. You know? well, yeah. Well, spe- speaking of that, I think we're going to get into that a little bit later when we talk about some test cruising. So let's, uh, let's move, let's move into cruising. Let's get some cruising topics yeah. out here. So first big update of the day. It was an app update from Disney Cruise Line. And yes. Sam, what is Disney Cruise Line added into their fantastic, well, kind of fantastic app? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you probably know better than I do on this. I read something uh, real briefly. Um, I didn't get a chance to, I was busy at work today, so I didn't get in. This came out just today. But I did see that there's going to be, when you're on board, um, a sort of talk to a crew member type thing. Uh, so it's like a, you know, a get help kind of thing in the app, which they've never had before where you could, you know, contact a crew member to ask a question. Um, and it sounds like maybe more virtual queue signups. The one thing I did notice was there's going to be a virtual queue signup in the app for uh, pool deck. So that was one thing people were talking family about, was, pool. right? For how, yeah. how are they going to limit the number of people at the family pool? And um, everybody said there was going to be some kind of queue. Well, it sounds like it's a virtual queue. It's going to be on your phone. You're going to sign up and you'll get a notification when there's room for you on the pool deck, presumably. And well, and one other big update was virtual muster drills incorporated oh, into the app. Yes. So, I didn't see that. Okay. So cool. yes. Yeah, so thank God for the virtual muster drill. But yes, it was uh, virtual queues for the pool, the family pool area, uh, virtual muster drills, and then the ability to self-serve through uh, in-app chat with the crew. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Or as our son calls it, the, the must-do drill, the must-do yeah, yeah, I saw the chat with crew and I immediately thought like, ooh, am I going to be able to like, hey, Captain, can we turn the show? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, all good, 
all good app updates and kind of not unexpected given where Disney needs to head for the post-COVID sailing. So download the app available on, I guess, iOS and Android today. And yeah. you can, you can't play around with the update. Half of these updates probably until you're on board, but they're there. Yeah. They're in the, you uh, they're you in have the to wait till you're on the boat. I looked. I tried. Yeah. yeah. That's the bummer yeah. about, that's the one thing about Disney Cruise Line's app is that you can't really do a lot of browsing in the app. It would be cool if you could look at online navigators and things like that ahead of time, but you really can't. Everything is really available once you're on board. I agree yeah. with because it makes it easier when you when you're when you're familiar that you know what you want to put in right when you get on board. I agree. Yeah. Well, they, they, I think they do allow through the app now. You know, you can you can do your online check in, yes, and yeah, but it's reservations and and stuff like that. And then they announced today some updates to allow for some like booking free activities on board thirty days out, which I think is also a COVID response. So yeah. um, it suggests to me there's going to be some like activities that would otherwise not be bookable that are now bookable. So yeah, I wonder if uh, shows are going to be like that. So I wonder if you're going to reserve your spot for one of the shows and have to show the app when you walk in. That's what I'm going to guess that that's what they're going to do to limit the number of people coming to each show. You're going to essentially reserve your spot and some other activities, maybe the adult entertainment, like things like that. So Mm -hmm. there, you know, we're going to see more than two showings probably of each show, at least for a little bit of time and maybe for these UK staycations. And that's what I had said. I I had thought they were going to add a third show. For sure, because it's too many people. And then it divvies yep. up the dining a little bit more as well. So I think yep, that would for work sure. Better. Yeah. Well, let's move on to some more good news coming out of Disney Cruise Line this week, which was the Dream is now slated for a two-night test cruise departing on, I think it's June 29th, returning on July 1st out okay. of Port Canaveral. Uh, so two-night test cruise for Disney. That's a precursor that Disney has to take before they can get a conditional sailing approval from the CDC if and only if they don't intend to have at least 98% of crew and 95% of passengers vaccinated. And so... And it's a cruise to nowhere. Cruise to nowhere. It's meant to test... Meant to... You can't book it. They aren't taking volunteers. This is going to be an instance, I think, when Disney leans on its cast members to provide the uh, the test subjects and uh, test uh, the test crews. Passengers have to be vaccinated themselves. Yes, uh, and it's really a it's really a cruise intended to test onboard protocols, including things like quarantine and moving a sick passenger from a passenger area into a quarantine area and things of that nature. So there's a lot of technical requirements Disney has to meet for the test cruise, uh, and then they have to run the cruise, do a report on the cruise. The CDC can check in on the cruise. Uh, and once the report goes from Disney to the CDC, the CDC has an undetermined amount of time, <laughs> at least of which I'm aware, to issue them a conditional sailing approval. Uh, right. So what do we what do we think about this, uh, Adrian? I think it's a step in the right direction. I think that, you know, if, if when else are you going to do it? You have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I think between the UK cruise that's coming up, I think they are going to, well, those are passengers, right? So they're going to have all of the passengers on that. I think it's going to be a test run with, with non-Disney people where the dream is going to be really employees and people like that and to figure it out. I, I think it's important. It's the best step we can ever ask for right now. If we want to sail, yeah. we have to do these things. It's just the way it is. And I begged and I don't, to yeah. volunteer, but yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think it's a step that, Dis- that Disney in particular has to take because 
everyone's been wrestling with, well, what are they going to do about kids? What are they going to be do about is- kids? Because kids, kids under 12 aren't eligible for vaccination. Mm-hmm. Um, I, a lot of people have been using this to say, well, it means Disney's not going to require vaccination. I actually am going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I don't think it means that at all. I think yeah. what Disney is saying is we can't sail if 5% of our population is kids under 12 or over mm-hmm. 5% of our is kids under 12, which we might expect. They know the numbers. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I could actually see Disney saying, look, we're actually going to require any passengers over the age of 16 to have proof of vaccination. But if you're or actually 12. over 12, over 12, 12, over 12, they have proof of vaccination. Anyone under 12 will allow on board without that proof uh, because we'll have our conditional sailing approval. But I could I could see Disney doing that with the one wrinkle being <laughs> uh, I, I hate to alienate any of our fans out there. But Florida's governor is creating some real problems for the cruise industry right now and specifically around cruise lines that want to require vaccination. Oh. As you may recall, as I mentioned earlier. The CDC set a fast track path for cruises to restart, which was if you have 98% of crew and 95% of passengers on board vaccinated, you can start sailing without test cruises. Uh, So several of the cruise lines announced that that's what they were going to do. And Florida's governor uh, said no. Um, I saw an article last week that estimated that it would take about, it would cost Royal Caribbean about $14.5 million per sailing uh, to sail in direct contravention of the governor's order. And so right, we have seen this It's a $5,000 penalty per instance. Per person, per person. So we've seen this week yeah. some news of cruise lines backing off of their position. So I don't know. I don't know what you all think about that. It's, I, it's kind of crazy. Um, you know, Royal Caribbean was, I think, uh, leading the charge on vaccinated cruisers originally um, in the, because they, they had that... Um, the health advisory board that was a bunch of cruise lines that voluntarily came together to come up with uh, ways that they could cruise safely that they really wanted, you know, the CDC to buy into. Basically, they were trying to show we can cruise safely. And like I said, Royal Caribbean was leading the charge on this. And now they have backed down and said they are not going to require uh, vaccines for any passengers. They're going to require testing, I believe, um, which is mandated by the CDC anyway. Um, so right now, they, they said they haven't. Carnival Cruise Line, I think, changed. They also originally said they were going to require it. And then now I think they've changed their website that it says something like out of Seattle and um out of Seattle and out of the Caribbean cruises will be required to have vaccinations. And that's probably because um, the Caribbean, you know, the Bahamian governments are probably saying that. And I would not be surprised if so did Washington state. So Brian and I live in the Seattle area, which is a very pro vaccine area. Um, We have one of the Mm -hmm. highest percentages of populations that has been vaccinated, particularly in, in King County, which is the County that Seattle is located, the most populous County of the state. And so we're about a third of the population of, of the state of Washington is just King County. So yeah, it does not surprise me that out of our area, it may be that the city or the state requires um, for cruise ships to uh, require eligible folks to be vaccinated. They won't, I'm sure won't mandate hundred um, percent vaccination, but probably if you're eligible and you don't have a medical exemption or something, you'll have to get, you'll have right. to be vaccinated to sail out of Seattle, which brings us to kind of this issue of Alaska this summer, right? So one of the things we've been talking about, and we talked about on the last episode, we had Adrian on with us to talk about news was. Well, hold on, before we go to Alaska, I want to spend okay. a little bit more time on the, on the dream. Okay. Uh, because I also saw a couple <laughs> of announcements today in the news about uh, some of the cruise lines now announcing sailings out of Galveston, yep. which I thought was interesting. Vaccinated sailings out of Galveston. Yeah. Yep. 
which is interesting from the standpoint of you won't let us do it in uh, in Port Canaveral in Miami. We'll go to Texas. Uh, yep. um, the other it's thing I saw was period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which uh, the other thing I saw was some mention that cruise lines might be looking at engaging third party apps. Uh, to collect the information that uh, there's some speculation that if they leverage a third party to collect the information, then uh, it might get them around the governor's uh, mandate. I don't, I don't think um, it will. I, I, I don't know. But the other thing that I'm hearing is that some of the cruise lines might be offering or at least looking at onboard incentives. And so mm-hmm. if you voluntarily report your vaccination status to the cruise line, they'll give you some better experiences on board, which I also find interesting. I don't know, Adrian, I'd love your thoughts on... I mean, would you would you want to sail on a cruise ship that no. uh, didn't have a vaccination requirement? You didn't even have to finish that statement because the, <laughs> the answer is no. I honestly, I, I the only way that that this will shift is you. We both we all know what would have to happen. It would have to be, become a COVID. People are going to get sick. They're going to have to sail. They're not going to be able to to be get into a port because the ship has passengers that are sick and. And we're going to be where we were. And then it's going to ruin it for the other cruise, for the cruises again. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, let's be real. Cruising is difficult at best when, when you're doing this. This is one of the first thing. I mean, if you remember the beginning of COVID, all the cruise ships, you pay for three days, but you get three weeks because they couldn't <laughs> come back. So, that's right. wow, that's, that's true. <laughs> um, well, you know. Yeah. I mean, the other the other thing for us to keep in mind is the crew. Like, I'm not sure that I because like, we were talking to uh, we were recording we were recording with a crew member the other day, and he mentioned to us, you know, look, we we get on and off every three to seven days. The passengers do. The crew are there for six months and there. recycling through right. passengers over and over again. And so it's it's not the safest environment if they're not you know surrounded by at least uh, I would say a ship that's at least seventy percent vaccinated. Or there is no reason. To not have, uh, just show your card. And I think you're in international waters. You're talking, all you're going to do is dock there, right? So it's Mm -hmm. just getting on the ship there. So what's the big deal? Just have the vaccination and do what you need to do. And everybody has a good time and you come back and you feel good. I saw somebody mention today, the other other thing they're going to run up against is foreign ports. Mm-hmm. There are going to be foreign ports that say you can only dock you have here. To have your if, vaccine. Vaccine. So, like, yep. how are they going to do that if Florida is going to find them to even collect the information to begin with? So that's that's uh, that's a rough situation, well, I think, for the. Will the speed. governor be willing to lose Florida with? Because, like you said, they're going to go to Galveston, they're going to go to Seattle. There's other places. Even New York would require vaccinations if you leave from New York ports. Yep, I think yep. he's playing a game of chicken right now, though. And so far, the, the cruise off? lines. Yeah, so and far the are. cruise lines are backing off. That's so far. I mean, we've seen just with we've seen with Royal, um, they're going to be sailing out of Florida and not requiring vaccines. Um, you know, so that's that's unfortunate. I agree with you, Adrian. I don't. I I want to sail, but I want to sail with everyone who's eligible for a vaccine and not exempt because of a medical reason. I want all of those people to be vaccinated. And you know what? I also want to be on the cruise and not have to wear a mask. And that will be only possible if we actually have vaccinations. That's the th- that's the other thing. Uh, other end of the coin is right. If you want to sail, 
safely and you want to be a little bit more comfortable, because let's be honest, wearing a mask all day, every day, you know, is not very comfortable. Are you going to sit there by the pool with that? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, you know, I mean, listen, doctors and nurses do it all day. And so I I know we can't complain too much considering they have to do it all day in hospitals. However, you know, it it will be nice to not have to. And if you're in an environment where everyone is vaccinated, that can be right. So Mm -hmm. everyone based on age and medical uh, eligibility, then, you know, you really can be, that's what, that's what the CDC is saying right now that I can go over to my friend's house if we're both vaccinated and I don't have to wear a mask. Well, so Mike, Michael here is is uh, reminding us there's an app that puts your vaccination card in your Apple wallet. So you have it on you at all times. I did not know that. I'm going to go find that app. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Michael. App. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. That was a great tip because uh, I'm getting ready to head out to Orlando, actually. So I'd like to have my vaccination card around just in case. Uh, I guess not Not that Orlando really checks. Not that it matters in Florida. <laughs> not that it matters in Florida, but it'd be nice. Well, they yeah. can't. They can't ask. Uh, they can't so anyway. ask. That's right. Well, let's head back to where you were headed, Sam, which was Alaska. Uh, yeah, beautiful, yes. beautiful Alaska. Um, so we're going to engage in th- this. This is supposed to be a news show, which is generally fact based. But we had a question from a listener. <laughs> was, I could summarize as essentially WTF is going on with Alaska. So <laughs> we are here to rampantly speculate about what's going on with Alaska. Now, we know that some of the cruise lines are going to restart and head up to Alaska. What we don't know is what is Disney going to do about sailing to Alaska? And what we do know on the Disney front is that there are no Alaska cruises available to book, but those who have booked Alaska cruises past, I don't know what the date is, but Mm mid-July, I think, their cruises are still showing up in their apps. They've passed pay in full July, days. Is it July 19th, I think? Um, they didn't cancel July yeah. 19th forward, I think. They've they've passed pay in full dates at this point. Their countdown clocks are marching yeah. forward and people are going, what is Disney thinking? I don't know, Adrian. what is Disney thinking? You should put it on your Karnak suit and, you know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really sure what they're thinking because I thought that you weren't allowed to sail from Vancouver. Well, they would need a, they would need a port agreement with Seattle, which uh, I I reached out to the port of Seattle and I I inquired after whether or not there was an agreement in place that allowed Disney to sail. And I got the vague answer back. We're talking with lots of cruise lines right now about their ability to sail. I'm sure they are because I know for a fact, Vancouver is not opening. They literally said no to the summer, which it's funny because I was having this discussion the other night um, and about the Alaskan cruise that there wasn't going to be an Alaskan season this year, basically mm-hmm. because Vancouver closed it off. So I, I didn't think about that. Seattle would pick up the port and do it from there. So yeah, well, with, with Seattle available and the amendment to the passenger service vessel act that allows now uh, right. for the Alaska cruises, so long as Canada remains closed, they can sail without stopping in a foreign port stop. Once Canada reopens, the act, the amendment automatically expires and reverts to normal. They have to have stops right. in a foreign port. But, but they but, had yeah. said that they were, he, Justin Trudeau was very adamant that this year it was not happening. It was staying right. closed. I mean, people who go to see, uh, people who go to Vancouver are still, even if they had the vaccine, they are still required now to quarantine, even with the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think Disney's going to do? And I'll just, I'll put in one other fact, which is 
Well, we heard an announcement that the Dream is doing a technical sale or a, right. a, a simulated sailing. There is no there's no simulated sailing announced for the Wonder, which is the ship that would have to make its way to the canal in order to do Alaska. Yep. And so at, you, at you, a month at a month out, <laughs> you are reading little... my you're reading my mind, Brian. So for me, my guess, I'm not sure the other cruise lines are going to make it out of Seattle. I know the other cruise lines have started, you know, selling and announced and all that, but none of them have completed their test cruises. But they don't have to. They well, don't only have to if they're complete. requiring all that all p- passengers to be vaccinated. I haven't seen, including which means they really know younger, no kids younger than twelve. So I haven't right. seen, I haven't seen what all that th- those cruises say. But if they're planning on uh, basically not having anyone under the age of twelve, that that can happen. Okay, with other cruise lines, I'm not sure what's going on with the other cruise lines, but I'm not confident. I'll be honest, I'm not confident that any cruise lines are going to be sailing out of Seattle I- this summer. But let I me can't say, imagine, I, wait, hold on. I can't imagine the customer pad will they will get if they just sold them an Alaska cruise. Well, and they, I, they're going to, I think they're okay. going to stay. We're going to see. Right. Well, gonna here's, well, here's the thing. Disney, I think no way. Disney, I'm saying, nah, I'm saying yeah. there's a chance of some other cruise lines, but it's not going to be anybody 12 and under. It's only going to be 12 and over. Um, I guess, yeah, no, it's gonna, not going to be under 12. It's going to be 12 and over with pr- proof of vaccination, like 100%, right. you know, vaccinated. Um, but I'm saying that Disney's not going to be sailing in Alaska this summer. My prediction is based on a, exactly what Brian just said. One, we know that Wonder is still in Florida. It hasn't mm-hmm. made its way through the Panama Canal, so it's not on the West Coast yet. And two, Disney's first test cruise is not until June 29th. What are the odds? Even if that test cruise counted towards the wonder being on Alaska. Well, it doesn't. It okay, doesn't. Well, there you go. Because the CDC requires each ship each to ship. undergo okay. a simulated well, sailing. Yeah. I was going to say, even if it did qualify, it's still not enough time because the right. season in Alaska is supposed, the ones they didn't cancel is starting, I think, like I said, July 19th at forward, right? That's like two and a half weeks after they do the test cruise on the dream. So if one, if they're not doing a test cruise on the wonder, right. then it's not going to happen at all. And two, even if the dream test cruise happened, it's not enough time to get a response back from the CDC saying, we approve. There's no way. The CDC has moved like molasses for months and months and months. There is no way almost, the CDC... Almost a, almost a year. I mean... Exactly. There's the no way we get any... The amount of yeah. reports that the cruise lines have been giving them and begging with them. And they're like, well, this is all we can say right now. So mm-hmm. I don't think it will happen, but I, I yep. can see like what you said, Sam, I think maybe, maybe the princess cruise line and I could say possibly because they're known for their Alaskan cruises with, especially with the older crowd. Right. 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 You're saying that's 12, the only 12. possibility. Right. And yeah. it's going to be reduced capacity and all that. So the only chance I see of anyone sailing out of Seattle is like like a princess or maybe Holland or, you know, somebody, one of the brands that will that one skews older and two will yeah. only allow for um, vaccinated folks. Well, we, have a, we have a we have a we have an un, we have an uncontroversial comment for the DCL duo here from Chad. <laughs> yes. Change the law to let us sail from Seattle. The U.S. government is wasting lots of money by not allowing us to always cruise from Seattle. You will not hear argument from us about more cruising we, out of uh, out of we Seattle. I will agree with you there, Chad. Yeah. So what Chad is saying for for people watching and listening is that um, 
if they changed the law to always to not require you to stop at a foreign port, then Mm -hmm. it's likely that, you know, all of the cruise lines would be sailing out of Seattle and not out of Vancouver because it would be, you know, I don't actually know. Vancouver is a nice city to sail. Vancouver is a really nice city, but you, you know, but it it would be totally fine to, for us, if you didn't stop in Canada and you just went to Alaska. I mean, we love Vancouver. It's a wonderful city. We love Victoria. It's also a wonderful city, but we can go anytime. So I'm okay skipping it on a cruise. Well, (laughs) sorry, sorry, BC people. But you can really make it right. Multi-port then. I mean, you know, some cruises sail from here, some from there and take it from that way. Yeah. Well, the summary of our rampant speculation is, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I'm, a saying, I'm saying no Not chance. For Disney. for Disney, there's no chance. For the other cruise lines, I think I actually think we will see cruise ships docked in Seattle this summer sailing to Alaska with all vaccinated cruising. But for yeah. Disney, I would say eh, there's no chance. I don't know why they're holding on to people's money for so long, uh, but they might. I think they might free it up here with an itinerary release. I could see uh, new itineraries, uh, next round of itineraries coming out here in this month. And so maybe when they release those itineraries, they'll also cancel out the Alaska booking right. so people can rebook. Um, well, with that, hey, we had one other, since we're also doing a listener question show tonight, we had one other listener question that came in from a Patreon who asked, um, this may be a little too personal. But how do other Disney cruise lovers go about setting their budget for cruising? <laughs> so I guess Sam and I can uh, can fight back and forth over how we set our, our non-existent budget for cruising. But uh, um, Adrian, any tips for those out there as they're looking to cruise on Disney Cruise Line, how to think about budgeting for a cruise and, and setting a budget for a cruise? I mean, there is the basics where how much time are you going to spend in your room? How important is it to you to have the veranda? Maybe if you really plan on being outside, stay in an inside cabin, it's, you know, and do things like that. There's little things you can do, but Mm -hmm. budgeting with a Disney cruise has been like something that I've had a very difficult time with. We all know they don't have an alcohol package (laughs) and those $5 drink mugs go all day long in my house. I mean, that's one way to do it. Um, You know, there's little things, but it, 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 Disney cruise line is definitely expensive, but I will tell you there is no better cruise line. There's no, I've been on cruises and it is the top shelf of cruise lines and it's, it's hard, but you know, think how how often are you in your room to have the view? If you really want yep. to save a lot of money, do an inside, do a lower cabin port, and not do the verandas. That's where the money comes in. Yeah, yeah. One well, and the and the the other thing to think through is uh, one you hit on it. Disney's a luxury product. I want to I want to say I I believe that it's it's positioned itself as a luxury good, not as yeah. a uh, not as a you know a carnival cruise line sort of anyone can go. The other thing it's done though is it's all built in. I mean, you, you've got you're right, drinks on board. You got to pay for. There's some ways to save some money there, but, but food's all paid it. for. Enter, yeah, entertainment's all paid for. You got to pay for your shore excursions, but you don't have to go through Disney for that. You can save some money by you know booking private excursions or just getting off and sort of wandering the port on your own a little bit. Yeah. Um, yep. So much is included in a Disney cruise that a carnival. Uh, might nickel and dime you over when you look at the. I'm not. I'm not saying all that nickel and diming takes a carnival fair to a Disney fair. That's not what I'm saying. But it certainly starts to close a gap. I think so. Yeah. Sam, what, what do you think? 
Okay, so I'm going to give a, a rule of thumb. So if you're spending maybe like $1,000 per person on a carnival cruise, you're going to be spending about $3,000 per person on a Disney cruise. That's what I'm going to give as a rule of thumb for booking, right? For the, And that's not including excursions and, you know, drinks wow, and things that, like that. You, you think so? Yes, I think so. Yes, it's about, I think it's about, you I think, think that, you, you think it, because it's a week long Disney cruise on the fantasy, depending on when you're going to like the Caribbean. I mean, we've gotten on there for, Four thousand dollars or less in a in an ocean view stateroom. Um, I'm, think I'm that, thinking about think the wish the, prices, though. Look at the wish oh, prices. Wow. So wish is, no, don't go by the wish. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. So if you we, want to cruise on a budget with Disney, don't go on the wish. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, right now. Well, I, I'm saying though, it's so expensive for the first couple of months. If you look beyond yes. it, it's really not. As sure. I'm not. So I'm, I'm trying to give an order of magnitude, right? So, cause carnival, you can get for less than a thousand dollars for a cruise on a lot of times on a, you know, one of those last minute deals or things like that. You're not going to get that on Disney. So I'm saying carnival versus Disney two, you know, two times, two and a half times, sometimes even three times as much. Right. Uh, But I do agree with Brian on the, you're, you can, get away with not spending that much per day on a mm-hmm. Disney cruise, right? If you're not a big drinker, you are not going to spend a lot of money per day on a Disney cruise. If you don't go to the spa, you're not going to spend a lot per day on a Disney cruise. So those are the ways in which, you know, you um, you won't have to have this huge add-on of costs at the end of the cruise. It, and there's a way to get some of those experiences without, like, so like if you really want to have an adult dining experience, head to Palo, not Remy. Like right. you're going to save a ton of money eating at Palo, overeating at Remy right. and still have an adult dinner. Right. And the beer mug's a good one. Uh, head for you. You want an expensive glass of wine, head up to Meridian and ask them what they have in the bin. Uh, yep. Because they open some very expensive bottles of champagne and wine to pour a couple glasses for those dining in Remy. And then they sit in the bin and they will be happy to yep. pour you that same glass at a discounted rate. So. Or just skip adu- and skip adult dining. I mean, the, the regular dining sure. rooms are really fantastic food and you don't have to pay the upcharge if if, if it's not something in right. your budget and it. And if it's also not in your taste profile, right? Like those are things that are, you don't have to do. Obviously we advocate very much for Apollo brunch because we love it and we love Remy uh, for dinner, but that's not for everyone from not just a taste perspective, but from a budget perspective, it's like, you don't have to do it. You can have a great time on your Disney cruise at totally Adrian, skipping Adrian, adult dining. Adrian's been dying what, to say. Yeah. Here's what I want to say though. I went on, I, I, I cheated on Disney and I went on Royal Caribbean And, um, you know, I thought, oh, I'm saving so much money. I, it was, it was a big difference. I got the, the dining package and, but it was a dining package. So I didn't have to eat in the same dining room every day. So I took the dining package so I can, I can cruise and eat at different restaurants. I did the drink package, but there were things that weren't on it. I went to the Japanese hibachi restaurant. Guess what? That's not in the dining package. Now, flip that around to Disney. Every night is a different experience in every dining room, right? You have animator's palette. You have, um, depending on what ship you're in, you have different dining. You have Cinderella. You have, you know, on on the wish, forget it. There's going to be endless. And that's all included without you having to add on. And the entertainment is second to none. And you start going on the other cruises and you start gambling, 
yeah, let me tell you, I could have had Remy every night <laughs> for how much I spent in the in on gambling. So, you know, yeah. there's something to be said Good for point. Every, every cruise has something. Well, and honestly, when I sat down and I came home and I wrote down how much I spent on Royal Caribbean and how much it was for Disney, um, let me tell you, the difference was eight hundred dollars. And I would have rather have done the Disney cruise any day. Well, and uh, I would say this too, um, you know, you don't have to go on a seven night Disney cruise. You can go on a three night Disney cruise. Right. So it, you know, if you're looking to, if you're trying to budget Point. out what works for your family and you want to go on, I, I, the question you should ask yourself is, do you want to go on a cruise or you want to go on a Disney cruise? Right. Disney cruises cost more. If you want to go on a cruise, that's all you're looking for. Then plenty of options out there that are budget friendly and you know, you will get nickel and dimed a little bit on board. So pay attention to that. Disney, if you want to go on a Disney cruise, then I would say, what's comfortable to you to spend on a cruise? And I think you can find an option on Disney, either by looking at a shorter trip, looking at shoulder times of year. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, when kids are in yeah. school, the cruises tend to be a little bit less. Hurricane season, if you're willing to take a gamble and maybe get the cruise insurance, then, mm -hmm. you know, we've sailed you in hurricane great season. Weather. Yeah, yeah, you get great yeah. weather during I, hurricane well, season. I've been yeah. in the summer a bunch of times and never had a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So and the inside Will, stateroom is a great option as well for that. Well, Willie out there. Hey, Willie says, uh, someone say budget, multiple tips and tricks, but the biggest one is pick your vacation type, choose a time, get a Disney visa credit card, save monthly for your cruise price. And then on pay in full day, pay with your Disney visa and get six months, no interest on the purchase. We could do a whole show on this. We Absolutely. Will, Cause there's also, there's also gift cards that you can buy yep, with Disney your Disney visa. So, so yeah, there's lots of ways to sort of save money. Once you've picked the vacation, I would say budgeting yep. for the vacation, pick a number that's comfortable and then look for a cruise that kind of, you'll find a, a, a cruise length on Disney, you know, stateroom category that'll probably meet close to your budget. It's not going to be carnival, but it's going to get you close to what and you probably are willing to on Disney. you book the cruise further away from the cruise date, you get a better rate too. I mean, they yep. have very few times you can do like the immediate trip and see what's left. But most of the time, the sooner you know that you want to go and you book it, yep. the better the pricing usually is too. Yeah, we we had yeah, a blog article at one point that asked, do Disney Cruise Line cruises ever get cheaper? With some very rare exceptions, the answer is no. Opening day pricing is the best pricing. And so, uh, yeah. Right. yeah the Florida you're, resident and the military discounts are maybe the only... UK, there's, there's some right. UK Canada discounts. And yeah, but, yeah, but those, are, those are on cruises that aren't sold out. <laughs> you can yeah. also go through um, certain, like the Disney credit card, and they offer sometimes onboard credit too. Mm -hmm. I've had pictures done and things like that. I mean, it's really, there, there, there are things to be had. You just have to pay attention. Yep. Well, with that, I think we're going to wind down our show, seeing no new questions coming in. I think we've, uh, we've answered all the listener questions that were out there. And so I want to thank Adrian for coming on yet once again, Adrian, do you want to share where people can find you if they, uh, if they're interested in booking a vacation with you? Let it go journeys, 516-728-6565. And we will be back again next month <laughs> to talk more Disney Cruise Line news and uh, plug for I'm headed to the parks. Uh, so it's Monday night. Okay. The show will, show will release on our podcast channel on uh, Tuesday. I am headed to the parks on Thursday. Uh, I will be there uh, Thursday night through Sunday. I'm leaving to your 
leaving Sam and Nathan uh, behind for the weekend. They left <laughs> me behind to do manual labor in our yard when uh, Sam went to visit Baltimore last weekend or over Memorial Day weekend. I'm, I'm headed to the parks to, uh, to catch up okay. with some folks. And so I'm finally going to get on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, hoping to get on Hagrid's motorbike over at Universal if I can spare the time and uh, expect to uh, see a few little live uh, snips. And uh, we will be podcasting about it next week on our show, a trip report from my trip to Walt Disney World. So you can listen to Sam yell at me for all the fun I had without her. (laughs) And and for anyone who's going to be at uh, Walt Disney World next weekend um, on, you know, Friday, Saturday, uh, hit Brian up and you can meet up with him. I'm going to have stickers. I'm going to have magnets. You can take the magnets with you to throw on your door in your next Disney cruise. Now that cruising is, is restarting, uh, I'll have stickers and magnets. We'll get selfies. It'll be fun. So come find me and I'll be posting where I'm headed. And so come find me and uh, we'll do that. So with that, we want to wrap up here and thank everybody for watching and listening this week. Thanks. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Well, as always, we want to thank Adrian for coming on and helping us co-host our news and commentary show. It's always great to have her on and catch up with her and so much news coming out of the cruise industry these days. Some good, some bad, some otherwise, but uh, either way, it's news and uh, we are making forward progress towards cruising, it seems like. So hoping to see those cruise lines starting back up in earnest here in mid-July. Hope to see Disney have a successful test sailing or simulation cruise here at the end of June. So we are definitely making forward progress. Let's just hope it continues. So. With that, I do want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening to our bonus episode this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also be sure to leave us those five-star reviews over at Apple Podcasts. They're really helpful in connecting with you, our listeners, to know what you like and don't like about the show. So head over and leave those reviews over at Apple Podcasts. We love to uh, love to read them. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also join our DCL Duo Vlog and Podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded cruisers and DCL Duo fans like yourself. Or you can head over to the DCL Duo channel on YouTube at youtube.com slash DCL Duo for even more great content. If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash DCL Duo and check out some of our support tiers or head over to touringplans.com slash travel and book your next fabulous vacation. Just let them know the DCL Duo referred you. The DCL Duo podcast and blog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Walt Disney Company, or the Walt Disney Family of Theme Parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel. Travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Mm-hmm.